0: and in the may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Amen. Today's <laughs> daph is <laughs> being studied by Abraham Ben Esther. The word God is Eden. Amen. Today's daph is being studied for the holy Yosef Ben Sarah, Ben Ben Adel, and Sarah Bat Rachel. Here we go we are, undafted, and we are starting in the middle of the page, corresponding to Tosafot, Zot Omeret, two lines down from there, starting from the words, Im Yesh So we learned in our Mishnah about a situation where a lady was married and the husband claims that uh, she was not a betula and uh, therefore he doesn't want to give her the ketubah of two hundred and she claims no that uh, she uh, was a uh, betula and you have witnesses that actually saw that she went out with the hinuma the will show what the hinuma was, that's a sign that she's a betula and also her hair was uncovered before the wedding which is also a siman and therefore since you have idim so there's nothing stronger than eidim, therefore they go to betin and she can collect a ketubah of 200 and that was the case of the mishnah so now the government says according to the papa we learned yesterday in Shobar, the custom was not to write a receipt but that's the way the papa understood the mishnah the mishnah was talking about a case where Uh, the custom also was not to write a ketubah as well. And therefore we're not worried about double payment. We're not worried about the lady getting paid and then taking out a ketubah and another beddin and uh, saying, I didn't get paid my ketubah yet. Because since you're in a place where so you have no problem of double payment. But the Gabra's is going to ask a simple question. Forget about the ketubah. What about the adim themselves? The adim went to this beddin. They said, oh listen, she's a bitula We saw the party. We saw the hinuman and all that stuff. And we saw them giving out uh, k- Kaliot at the wedding, which was a siman. also, when they gave out these uh, kernels of barley or wheat, that was a siman and she a Betulal. Now we should be worried that they might go to another Bedin and say the same claim. And then she'll get the Ketubah again. Since there's no Shovar, so the I think you keep on hopping from one Bedin to another Bedin, the Bedin doesn't know what the other Bedin said, and they keep on uh, testifying. How do you control the double payment? So the Gabbara says, Velihush and she, they're gonna take payment again. She's maybe the are gonna go from one beddin to another Beddin and they're gonna exercise excise payment again. So the says de Papa agrees. In a situation like this where you have no choice. You're going to have to write a show, when you're relying on the witnesses themselves, then even the papa agrees, you have no choice. In order to, 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 to put a safety not to get double payment, then you're also going to, have to be forced to write a show, and a place where you're not going to write a and you're taking the payment by witnesses. So you're taking the payment here, by witnesses. Well, she'll take even other witnesses, that she says. And she'll take uh, the second payment. So Papa also agrees that in circumstances we have no choice to write a Shubat or to make a uh, protection. So therefore, Shubat must be written. We said that one of the simanim at the wedding... That the uh, ladies of Bitulah they would give in front of her a course, a cup of wine shall besurah of good news. Besurah of news. So the question is, what is this course besorah? What is this cup of wine that you used to put in front of her? My course shall besura Amarapada Kos Chil Tiruma. A cup of wine that was Tirumah. Even though she wasn't a bad they would put it in front of her. Why? Kelomar, the Uya Itazu de Khul Bitumah. I would say that what? This girl over here, she's actually to eat. Now, why should she be رؤيا? Meaning, if she was, let's say, a Bat Yisrael, that was uh, married to a uh, Kohen, which means she's now, uh, she's uyah to eat. Meaning, we're really saying that she's a bitula. Because if, let's say, she was zinta, so therefore she would not be permissible to be with a Kohen. And therefore she would not be able to eat. So, what they do is they take a cup of turumah, they put it in front of her, and they say, This lady over here, she's a betula. She's a ri'uyah to eat turumah. So comes the governor and asks the question, What does that mean? If she was an Almana, she came to turumah, so long as she didn't keep it znut. Even if she's Al-Manah and she marries a Kohen, uh, she'll also be able to eat Terumah. So why is giving a question Terumah a proof that necessarily she's a Betulah? Even Al-Manah is able to eat Terumah if, mar- if she marries a Kohen. Uh, Ela, <laughs> amara papa, zuu Reshit Reshit. We're saying like this. This girl over here is Reshit. You think This is the first time she's a Betulah, just like Terumah is called Reshit. It's the first of the entitlements or the first of the uh, uh, takings of the person's tevu'al, which means the beginning of the tevo'ah, you give to the Kohen. So they say, this is the, she's the shit like Tiruma is called the leshit. Tanya, Rabbi, that was a different thing. They would actually bring a barrel of wine and they would uh, bring it in front of her. If she was a betulah, they bring in front of her a sealed barrel of wine. To symbolize that she's a betulah. If she's a betula, so they bring in front of her an open barrel of wine. So the Kabbalah says, Which means, listen, if you're just trying to establish betulah, in front of a betulah, bring a sealed barrel. In front of a betulah, don't bring anything. And I'm like, once you don't bring anything, like, I know that she's a betulah. What are you necessitating to bring a barrel in front of a betulah as well? So the Gabbara says, Zemnin the tafse Matayim. Because we're concerned in the case, well, let's say the lady, she went, there was a divorce, and she went and she was tofes matayim. She grabbed 200. She took two husband's assets. Now she's holding already 200. I mean, she's claiming what? She's a betulah. she went alone, without the Medin. She took a 200 for her Ketubah. Amran, she says, bitula, She says, I'm a bitula. So they're going to tell her, Hey, if you were a bitula, we, we didn't see the, 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 the barrel of wine at the wedding. If you were a Betullah, we didn't see the barrel. She's going to say, The reason why they didn't bring the barrel in front of me, it nusehud there was an anus. They couldn't get a barrel of wine for some reason and therefore uh, yeah, I'm really a bit it, it's, no, it's no indication okay. so therefore they uh, wanted to make clear that they would always bring a barrel of wine even when she's a Be'ula, they would bring a barrel of open, so therefore she cannot have any uh, claims. Because otherwise she could start uh, having a claim always. She could always come along and say, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a really a bitulah. Bit, where, where was the barrel of wine? Oh, they were going to bring a sealed barrel, but uh, something happened. They weren't able to get the wine and all that. So now there's no other claims anyway. There's always a barrel of wine. And therefore, whether she's a bitulah, whether she's a beulah, they're going to bring a barrel to, that, to stop that claim. So she cannot, um, she cannot uh, make a uh, 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 false claim. But she says, why are they going to be anus? that she was chikuli mayu monesa yaina mshite so come along listen. the people were drinking they were drunk and yeah. therefore they weren't uh, mm-hmm. You know, they, weren't, they they weren't able to bring the, the barrel of wine out so therefore by bringing it at every wedding so therefore that claim is uh is stopped so to that as a uh, question of hello that's what it no say odit nisu that is the mari gondi eka migu di iba ya en diadi klum di ilabage amae emna what means this lady over here, when she comes along and says, It nuseh, it It's possible we're going to believe our claim. That's why we're trying to do something that, uh, to stop that claim from coming. When she comes along and says, listen, they, they didn't bring the barrel at the wedding because they were all drunk. It's we'll accept that claim from her. That's why we have to solve that uh, claim by bringing two, uh, another barrel of wine that had to be on us. Why should you believe our claim? So you believe our claim because she can have a migu. She didn't have to say at all that she took two hundred. She's coming along and admitting, I took the 200, and I'm telling you why I took the 200, because I'm a bit she had a migu, she could have came along and said, I took nothing, what do you want, I have nothing. Uh, so since she has a migu, so therefore she'd be an iman. So in order to get this false claim out, we have to institute that. Just what that comes along and says... Later on the Gemma is going to say a they used to give out the kernels. Right? But by an Almanaz wedding, they didn't give out anything. So now the Tosfot says why don't you say the same thing? The governor can ask the same question later on, it's asking here why the Quran at Almanad's wedding you should also give out. Why? Because she'll come along now, she'll claim that she's a bitula and she'll say, Oh, the reason why we didn't give out kernels because uh, they were uh, they were drunk. Oh, you know, they, 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 they weren't able to. So it's for the same reason. So so sponsors were a way a habit is not allowed to But means, these items to give out kernels, it's hard to say, well, Anus, it doesn't take anything to give out these kernels. It's easy to take a Torah. So in that case, they so really were not going to believe our claim. Mashiach can bring a barrel of wine, but thanks to Torah, that already could can have a claim that maybe they became uh, Anusim. Furthermore, you can say that the uh, the... But by, by, by the case of the uh, the Hinnuma, and the case of the, uh, the, the the hair and all these cases over here, we're not worried, we should, should never be, uh, have a claim that, uh, let's say with, with the Hinnuma case, we'll see what the Hinuma is, but we're not going to have a claim that what, that um, the Wa'loos didn't do it, because these things happened before the wedding. The stuff that happens before the wedding... We're not worried about drunkenness. They're not drinking it. So therefore, our the, claim only is in the middle of the wedding, they were drunk, so it became uh, Anusim. But all the simmanim that happened before the wedding, of course, you're not going to have a claim because we're not worried about uh, Anusim. Uh, Comes the Gemara and says, Abbanan, we have a bright, which means, what do they say when they dance in front of the Kala? And Ambom writes, akala hatan. It's actually Shukhan Rukh as well and that's the principle to do the uh, اخناص, uh, that's considered the Kala. As a matter of fact, on the Mishnah that says, <laughs> 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 that the example of is <laughs> <laughs> of going to a wedding and being the <laughs> 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 So the <general laughs> is asking, <laughs> if they kala meaning what do you say when you're dancing in front of the hatam v'kala what are you supposed to say in order to make them b'simcha uh, so bechamayomrin kala kemochehi which means a kala according to what she is that she says lefi yofya v'hashibuta mekalsin otah. According to her traits, which is according to her beauty, you're not allowed to exaggerate, not to say something she doesn't have. You find a trait that she has, and that's what you uh, focus on. But you do not praise on something that she does not have. Oh. Now, you're able to say general praise. Naa, she's pretty. She has a charm. And let's say she has a, uh, a blemish. Says, mm-hmm. like that's to don't uh, don't praise her. She's blemished. They can't say anything. Oh, leave the blemish and say something that she has You can praise her in totality. The ma she de a bit Where are you going to say? Oh, yeah, what a What beautiful hands she has. That's already implying that what? And the rest of her body is no good, and then what's a good eye? So the betelez is a little more flexible than the praise. You can praise her. She's all beautiful. She's all na'a, She's all hasuda Hamru Let's say she's lame. Or oh, somer. Or she's blind. Or mrim. kala na'av chazuda. you can say? She's na'av chazuda. What kind of na'av chazuda? She's she's all blood uh, blemished. The Torah says you have to distance yourself from lying. According to you, a guy, he bought a bad acquisition from the market. I mean, he bought something and he, got, he can't return it. Now he has it already. What are you going to You're going to praise the item that he bought or you're going to disparage the thing that he bought? See, the person will not say, a suit or whatever. So then what are you going to say? That's ugly? You know, you're going to praise him and say that's very nice. From here, the rabbis learn, from here we learn that what The person has to be his, his opinion has to be with the people Which means when it comes to shalom To keep shalom Even allowed to, to lie a person To him, it's beautiful what he bought So therefore, what do you tell the guy? Tell the guy it's very nice Therefore your mind should be with the people Don't separate yourself from the doubt of the people don't, 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 uh, You don't have to be always so, uh, so frank So therefore the Kabbalah is saying Similarly at a wedding you're going to go start now, uh, uh, the purpose of the wedding is to be merbesh shalom between the hatam and kala, to make them happy. So they permit to listen, she can give a general praise, kalana'a v'hasuda, even though, for example, she might not be so pretty, like Esther says Esther Malka was Yira Kroket. she was green, she had a green complexion, and still what does it say, but he Esther no set hin so that we can say that she has a, uh, a, a general head, therefore it's, uh, it's okay. So make it a little more uh, flexible. You can be mishaneh from the emet, in order to be mechabeb de kalah al baala. Because when the Hatan hears the praises of the kala, even if she might not have... Now, uh, you cannot go out of your way and say something that's mamash, not there, but you can say general shevachim, even though she might not have but when the Hatan hears it, it's going to be mechabeb. So that's the makhlukah between... Uh, B'chamai and and Ki atar Avdimi, Amar Hakhi. When Avdimi came from uh, Eris Yisrael to Babel, he said uh, the following. He would say, mashru <speaking in Hebrew> This is the song they used to sing in front of the Kala in Eris Yisrael. They would say, <speaking in Hebrew> The Kala does not need not eye uh, mascara. <speaking in Hebrew> she doesn't need blush. Velo perkus, she doesn't need to braid her hair, And still she has charm, which we not need any makeup is Kallah and she's still beautiful. That's the song they used to sing in front of the Baran when the rabbis gave semicha meaning semicha to be a rabbi to Rabbi Zirah, Sharu Leha, they sang the following song in front of Rabbi Zirah. he doesn't need not mascara, velos shirach, not blush, velopirkus, perkus, ala thin. And he has charm. Now, what was this uh, a reference to uh, over here when they were telling him uh, t- to the bizera, which means they were saying that even though the bizera was sanua, and uh, he didn't have, let's say, uh, rabbinical fancy clothes and things like that that were, you know, indicated that it was a great rabbi, he doesn't need that. That's all a facade. That's what i told you. He doesn't need not the makeup, not all the other stuff. His uh, hand is... Uh, from his intrinsic, from his chokmah uh, and his good midot uh, that he has, Ki bana and Rabbi ame or Rabbi ase, when the rabbis gave semicha to Rabbi Ameh and Rabbi Aseh sharu lehu hake, they sang in front of the rabbis. Rabbi ame and Rabbi Asseh the following: kol minden, which means anybody like these two rabbis, vechol minden, and anybody again like uh, these hachamim, simchu lana, give semicha for us. Which means these are typical models of people of rabbis that are deserving to have simcha. Lo lana, but do not give simcha for us. Lo min not from the sermisim. The sermisim are the ones that distort the halachot, as like she says, as she writes. Sermisim misersim halachot beifuch tameh. They mix up the hadachot. They give the wrong reasons for the hadachot. Don't give simichat not to the sermitsim. Fe'lo min sermitim. Do not give simichat to the sermitim. Lashish says okay. lashon smartutim. What is lashon smartutim? Little means a rag. So the mepharshim explain that uh, just like a person that wears rags, it doesn't cover his entire body. There's you know there's open spots because the rags don't cover his body. So too, do not give simichat to somebody. That does not give the full reasons to the halakha. which means he leaves it uh, open. He doesn't explain the uh, tamim. He doesn't explain the reasons. The Amri lo min hamisin Do not give semicha to the hamisin. So some say hamisin is masun hamishin one fifth. When these are the people that they only explain one-fifth of uh, of the reason. And they don't give the full reason for the halakha. And the others explain that they only learn one-fifth of the masikhet. Any masikhet they learn, they only learn one-fifth. Don't give simikat to these people. They only know uh, a fifth of the masikhet. They have to know the whole thing. Velo min turmisin. What is turmisin? The turmus is the, is the bean. So that she says, Lord it perish. He doesn't have a reason, what does he mean? They don't give simicha to uh, people that are like the uh, turmisin. But the other brings down that what? That this is a very bitter uh, type of legume. And therefore he's saying if a person has uh, a bitter uh, attitude, he should not, you should not give uh, simicha to such a uh, person. And some say that a turmus is like a hollow bean. And an ashim lakim, people that are hollow inside, maybe they don't have good midot things like that, do not give a simicha to. When the Abu used to come from the yeshiva, he used to go to the, to the Caesar. It seems that Abu was connected to the Caesar, so therefore he had the connections. So when he would get to the Caesar's house, So the maidservant of the Caesar would go out and greet the rabbi, and would sing in front of uh, the rabbi, the following, Here comes the prince of his nation, um, and here comes the leader of his people. Bosinad Nahara. This is the man that radiates light. Because they say that on the face of Rababu, says it was like the face of Rabbi Hanan. There was uh, There was radiation of uh, light of Shekhinah coming from his face. Berich Matiach Lishlam. Baruch Lishadom. Which means, may your entry come in peace. <laughs> they say a story about the biyuda, but elai shayanu tell bad hadas at the weddings. He used to take, let's say, a branch of hadas, a myrtle branch, Kallah and he would dance with the myrtle branch in front of the kala. Right? He would say naa okay, He would sing uh, that song. And why would he take a bad hadas? Because he's made a to Esther Malka. Because Esther Malka was called hadasa and what does it say about Esther? That, that he took the hadas, or the he's bar used to juggle three hadasim. Used to take the three hadasim in front of the kala and he would juggle them. So Rav Zera said, this old rabbi is embarrassing us. It's not bad for a rabbi to become a juggler. At the wedding, what's he doing? He's embarrassing the the, the, the by, by belittling his uh, kavod. Oh, when Avshalom Eliyahu Tzaddai, if seek amudah dinura ben dide alma, there was a certain fire that came down from the Shemaim that separated between him, between his coffin, let's say, and the people, which they realized that he was on a on a different matzah. Tosafur so explains that the amudah dinura was in the shape of a hadas, indicating that what. That the mitzvah that he did was a, was a great zikhut. The gemidi, and we have a tradition, we have a tradition that when this happens at a funeral, where a fire comes down and uh, separates between the coffin and the people, it only happens to one person or maybe two people in the entire generation. attracted, and he said, and he said, which means the shutite benefited him. What is shutite? She says shuchel hadas, the branch of the hadas benefited him. Which means it was his ikhut. The amrila shetute, and some say the way he acted like a shoteh at the weddings by dancing and juggling, it served him well. The sabah for the old rabbi. The amrila, some say he said shitate the sabah. His opinion. Which is his opinion that he went to the weddings and made such a uh, sumha it served him well. So either he, was, he said one of uh, three things: shetu te, or shitate. Right, the three things. So some say connected the three badim, the three uh, uh, branches that he used to uh, uh, juggle. Right, and some say the reason why I use this lashon because Tosfot says that the word shita and hadas—that's there's different names for a, a cedar tree. There's ten types of seders, so one of them is a shita beroch uh, t'dhar, and therefore this is lashon hadas also. So therefore, he uses lashon shitate shitute. It's all lashon of the hadas uh, of uh, that he used to uh, that he used to use. la achetfe umiraket. Rav Aha used to take the kala and put the kala on his shoulders, and he used to dance at the weddings with the kala on his shoulders. Amri le'ra banan. So the rabbi said, can we do this practice over here? Do we have to be concerned? Are we allowed to put it on the shoulders? Which is, if the kala is similar to you, like a beam of a house, then already have no problem. Which means, the rabbi he says, I have no, he's no, he's no, when he looked at the kala, it's like a beam. It's like he's taking a stick and putting it on his shoulders. I mean, he has no, doesn't uh, no feel. If, if, if that's the way the kala is to you, like a the beam, then you're allowed to do it. But if not, You're not allowed to do it. According to him, he says you're allowed to gaze at the Kala during the seven days, the first seven days, in order to endear her on the husband. When the husband sees everybody looking at her, staring at her, oh, it must be a beautiful uh, girl I married over here. The says, but, uh, but the Lakhah does not follow this over here. That really a person is not allowed to gaze at the Kala, uh, even to endear. Again, okay, because the concern is of the Yasser the, Arah. Uh, so the question is, what are you talking about? One of the things we testified, we said in the earlier Mishnah was, that the Idim come along and say, we know she's a Betula. How? We saw when she went out to the wedding, that her hair was uh, uncovered. I thought you just said over here, you not allowed to uh, to stare. So the Mefash, you say, there's a difference between staring and uh, glimpsing. The stakel means, stakel, meaning to look where the ayun, that's what he has but to have a glimpse, that already is, uh, not that's one of the Mefash, the Rosh answers that way as well. And some say that when it says the Hinnuma, what is the Hinnuma, the veil? they say going out with a veil. So the answer is very simple. You're not looking at her. They saw the veil. The, the veil was covering us, so therefore they're not really testifying. It's all the kalah per se. It's all the actual veil itself. Therefore, it's not a problem of looking at the uh, kalah. But not if, let's say they're carrying a myth outside in the street. And there's a procession, and at the same time there's a, a wedding procession. So now they both uh, collide. They're coming on the the road. So who gives way to who? So the Gemara says that they put the myth, They move the mit to the side. In order to see Kala, which is the Kala's right-of-way uh, when they're going uh, to the Hatuna, even in front of a Met. V'zeh, v'zeh, melefnei Melech Yisrael. But when a Melech Yisrael is walking in the street, of course he has a right-of-way over a Kala and a Met. Amnu alav al-agrifas a Melech. They said regarding Agrifas and Melech. She'avar melefnei Kala v'shavu hakamim which means he gave the kalah right-of-way, and the rabbis praised him, even though Anglipas was a king. Shavhu, they praised him. Mikhla, the Shafir Avad Must be that what? Uh, you're giving him uh, praise. He did right by giving the kalah right-of-way. The Ha'ama Rabbi Asheh, Afidhul Lema Dawa Al-Nasi, Shemahal al Mahud. Even according to that says that a nasi if he wants a Muhayl on his kavod, he has a right to, however, Melech Shemahal Al-Kivudu, and Kivudu Mahud. A king is not allowed to forego his... Kavod de'amar more som Tasim alecha So it says double language. Som Tasim, what's the double language? Place place a king over you. Shete emato alecha, which means that what? Place him over you. Place him over that what? That his fear must be on you. Meaning he's not allowed to be mohel. The king has to have a certain uh, uh, presence over the nation, and therefore the question is, what do you mean agrifas? How can you praise him? He's the king. He's to be mohel. The kevod let the kala go in front of him. So the Gemara says no parashat de'nechim there was a fork in the road. So if it wasn't evident he that he was like moving away from the uh, kalah, he made it like he wanted to go to the right, that the guy was going that way. me. He was, was, in order to give the kalah the right of ways, was, this wasn't evident, therefore he was able to, to do that. That's why rabbis praised him. But otherwise, if it was evident that he moved to the side street in order from the Kala, they wouldn't have praise him. It was really something and melech, you have to, uh, uh, it should be on uh, you. Okay. That was comes long as even though Agrifas really wasn't a king, However, they treated him like a uh, king. So Glyphus was installed, but he wasn't really Ra'ufa Melech. Uh, but uh, they treated him like a king, and therefore we, we have a discussion uh, like that. Comes <coughs> the continues. Amru alav. I'm sorry. Tanur Rabanan. We have a brighter. Mevatlim Talmud Torah which means the person is able to mevatir Torah. I Meaning, close the book. He's learning. In order to at the mit to go bury uh, somebody to go to a funeral by midnight or to go uh, uh, to a wedding to be mechnis kalah the chupat this is the yan of pesukim of the Torah the rights that in the perek and kohelit the perek of a time to. Oh, there's a certain period in Kohelet. Etla, etla this, etla that. There's a time for this. Etla et etla shalom. Right? So uh, it, he discusses different, uh, there's a time for everything. So one of the things he writes is et aledet, et There's a time to mourn, there's a time to die. So he writes over there that Shilomo says, et At record, et sefod. There's a time to dance. That's a, that's a wedding. Et sefod, there's a time to eulogize. So the Gaon asks, and all of them they're preceded by the prefix of a lamed. For example, mm-hmm. et l'smawah et libkot. Right? Mm-hmm. L'smawah, libkot, et le shalom, et le mm-hmm. The only two that do not have a lamed in this prefix is et rekod et Sefot. So he says haser lamed. To tell me what? There's no limud. Haser limud. Which means you don't have to learn in this case. When it comes to sefod, hasel lamed. Torah. Ait record hased lamid. You close the book and you're able to go to. you supposed to go to the to the wedding and not uh, close the book. Hased lamud. Amru adab al raviudab. It will be an eye. Shayam okay. bevatel tamuturah. Otsat amet. Rechavasat kala. Alaka. Raviudab. It will be Was careful on this that he would stop his learning in order to go to the funeral or to a wedding. Bemid every mamurim. When do we say that you bevatel tamuturah b'shein amo kol sorko? This is when, as the mit does not have all his needs taken care of if all the needs are being taken care of, you're not So what's considered all his needs? So Amar twelve thousand men, Vishita and six thousand people that have Shofarot. The Shofar is the admit that they're announcing that such and such so died. Which means until you have eighteen thousand people at the funeral, it's not considered sonko, and, and, and it's not finished. And therefore, you have to make a total of eighteen thousand. The Amri le Telesar alfei gavre. Some say no, thirteen thousand people. Umina Yushita alfei shipurin. In the thirteen thousand, six thousand people with shofarot. So so far, I have shita eighteen thousand. Is kotsur kotsur. Some say thirteen thousand. Una amar kegon de haitei gavre me abulav adsechral. So he says enough people that can uh, if they form a straight line. From the gates of the city, all the way to the kimarot. That's really how many people you need oh. at the Yawar. The taking away from the Torah is like the giving of the Torah. Just like what the Torah was given. It was given with 600,000 people. So to, when Torah is taken away, I mean, when Tamil Hakam passes away, so it's like the Torah was taken away from us. So therefore, it also has to be taken away from the 600,000 people. So if anything less than 600,000 people okay. is considered Tzolko, so and therefore a person has to be met Torah in order to go to such a funeral. So the Gemara says, well, who are we talking about? Who passed away? What type of guy? So the Gemara says, This is talking about the it means that somebody learns Hamash, mekla and he learns Mishnayot. Ava but somebody teaches Mishnayot to others, let There's no shi'ud not even six hundred thousand. Everybody has to close the book in order to go to the to the, uh, funeral. Tosfot comes along and says, Gemara and who doesn't learn any Torah, you don't have to be riveting a Torah for him. So long as they have enough people to bury him, and, uh, that's uh, that's already enough. Well, <laughs> when that learns, when that teaches, that's the whole uh, subject. Did Ba'a writes in the name of the Samach, Hayom kol lehad mi'Israel Yisrael be'mitzvot. Everybody today has a mitzvot. Vehu bihazkat shil mishnah. And therefore, every funeral is considered like, at least he's a learner. And therefore, the number would be uh, 600,000... Uh, people. So, according to uh, what we're saying above, the Mefarshim point out that uh, a person lives in a big city and they go to funerals every single day, which means uh, they'll never be able to, to go to work. Every day there's a funeral, but Menan, and is said, it's to uh, go 600,000 people. You have to move at them from your work or your Talmud Torah. So, uh, someone to is saying that this law is only when you actually see the funeral procession. Which means it's coming in front of the house or something like that, or coming in front of the, the store. House. Then already really have to be mivatit. Uh, that's uh, the bash wants to say in Avinai uh, Zik, and that's uh, some uh, some she taught. And it's interesting Tosafot over there. Look at the Tosafot and Amud Lishon. Mivatim Torah not zatamit. Tosafot says vekasher. We said that why mivatim Torah not zatamit the B'chotterich Eretz Amar B'yachibar B'yachibar tells a story. When I was serving the rabbis, in this internship by the rabbis, yeah. one time I was on the way to Yeshiva, he was walking on the road. He said, I found the mit mitzvah. I carried the mit mitzvah four miles until I brought it to the cemetery. And I buried him. When I came to the yeshiva, I told the rabbis what happened. They said, for every step you took, it's like you you did a murderous act. You did wrong. So the question, what did he did wrong? So seemingly, the first question is they are saying you came late to the yeshiva. So the first question, what are you talking about? We just said we not Torah. So they should have prayed and they should have said, you did the right thing. So why did they uh, say that uh, he's Hayav? <laughs> they weren't screaming at him because he made Bituturah. You're right. Bituturah was allowed to. However, because the law is that made, you bury him where you find him. So they were saying it wasn't Kavodah. Every step you took more than the place where you found him, already you were ready, you're Hayav. We're not yelling at you that you came late to the yeshiva. You're not coming late to the yeshiva. But the claim was, you shouldn't have transferred him. And therefore, why yeah, that's what they told me, Yachayav Mita, because anybody goes against the rabbinical uh, decrees, it's because of Yachayav Mita, so they told for every step you took, you went against the rabbinical decree, but they weren't getting it because you came late. Vecher, Amar, Rabbi Akimat, Tachilat, Tashmishi. Ve'arav, Rabbi Yehuda, Mikurbil, Tiretz. But the rim Mikurbil answers differently. Te'ata, Mishum, Dibetel, Atzmo, Mishimush, Tam, Midei, Chachamim, Ka'amad. Some say that, what? Actually, the rabbis was telling him, you're Mebetil Torah. Why? Because that which we say, that you're not Torah, that you are Mebetil that's what comes to Tamu Torah. However, when it comes to Shilmush Tamidah the Gemara torah yotem says, When you're serving them, that's even greater. So they were saying, you should have came straight to the yeshiva, which means uh, you shouldn't have made them Torah, because this is a high level in Tamutra. That's the famous Shita of the Rime Comes the Gemara <camera> and continues. <laughs> so we said in the Mishnah what? If let's say there were witnesses that saw her come out with the Hinnuma? that's a sign that she is a Betula. So the Gemara says, "My Hinnuma? What is the Hinnuma?" The Gemara says, amar tanura de'asa. It's like a hupa, a hupa that they make out of hadasim, uh, which was used for uh, the wedding of a betula. It's a veil that the kallah dozes off and sleeps in, because the veil would cover our eyes. And therefore, her eyes were covered, so she was able to doz okay. off. So they call it hinu and that's <laughs> from tenuma, tenuma, meaning uh, she falls asleep. So if she wore the special veil. That was a sign that she was indeed uh, a <laughs> betulah. Mm-hmm. Comes the Gemara now and says, "Abu Hanam beberukah omer Right? Abu Hanam beberukah said in the Mishnah that they used to give out kaluyot, uh, these uh, roasted wheat or roasted barley. That was also a sign that uh, she was indeed a betulah. <laughs> Tana. <laughs> we have a brighter. all these things that we said in the Mishnah, these are all the ayot in Yehuda, meaning in the age these were the customs, but what's the custom in Bavil? They would smear oil on the heads of the rabbis, which means they would do something very awkward at the weddings of a bituda, and everybody would remember, They're I going forget that, they would go to the hachameen, they would take the oil, the ladies, and they would put it on the head of the hachameen, and they would smear the head of the hachameen with the oil. So everybody would remember, say, oh, this is already, um, must be a bit without the wedding. Not that there's a connection between the oil and the rabbi's head, but the point is, there was something that uh, you remember. So the says, <laughs> So the rabbi says, So what do you think about it? So what are you talking about it? What type of oil you talking about over here? Are You talking about over here, uh, about over here uh, like uh, to um, like to to scrub? It? they scrub the hair? What kind of menag were they? They scrub the hair of their rabbis with the oil? <laughs> so abaye calls up papa and says, "You orphan? Not that a papa was an orphan, but he's saying you're talking like an orphan. You're talking like you, you didn't have uh, parents. They never told you this, and then, they, then they, you, you don't know the menag? Lo avda lach <laughs> Your mother didn't do this for you. Well, when you got married, your mother didn't put the oil on the heads of the rabbis. But well, you never heard this minag at your wedding. When your mother didn't, when you were yet home, your mother didn't put the, the the oil on the heads of the uh, the rabbis. So Gemara says, look at the it's like a fragrant besameen. shemitukan uh, that the What are you doing now? The, 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 the rabbis now are getting a, uh, doing a shampoo in their hair now at the, at the weddings. So he came along and said, You're an orphan, as she says, from the minhag, meaning you don't know the customs of uh, of Yisrael. What they didn't do this at your wedding? Ki had a certain rabbi that he was marrying off his uh, son. To the family of Rababar Ula. The Amrilad, some say the opposite. Rababar Ula, he was marrying off his son, to the the rabbi's uh, family. And what they do, they pour the oil on the heads of the rabbis, or they they rub the oil on the heads of the rabbis at the (coughs) wedding. So you see when this was a practice that was done. What did they do for Almanah at the weddings? which uses no They wouldn't give out uh, the uh, the dry roasted uh, uh, the kernels. And therefore that was a siman that she indeed was a uh, Almana. they would give it out. Al-man-ar, they would not give it out. Right? And then, or, or, each, each one according to the custom. There was different customs. This was, this was in Yehuda. In Yehuda the custom was to give out kaluyot. In Bavay the custom was oil so when it was a bit too loud they would not do the oil in Baffer and in Israel they would not give out the kaluyot. comes and says Mm -hmm. now we go back to the halakot Mm -hmm. we looked at our Mishnah the case of a Pesha Asar who had Pesha Yetir what was the case in the Mishnah again let's review guy comes along and he tells uh, his friend listen this field used to belong to your father right and I bought it from him now, nobody was telling him anything. He came along for the information. Yeah. So therefore, uh, yeah. the mouth that was Osir the field, because by saying it's his father's, but his friend's father, that means it's not his. So he's the same mouth we believe to say that he sold it to him. Good? So the Gabriel is ask a simple question. What did the, no, what did the Mishnah, uh, obviously we're talking about a guy doesn't have a star. guy guy's a star, and then There's nothing right. to talk about. But the question now is, why did he have Mishnah to give a case? Where he's telling him, it was your father's field. Just it tell him, it was your no field. You pick right the a guy goes to uh, his friend. This was your field, and you sold it to me. What do you have to give a case where a guy goes to a guy and says, it was your father's field, and he sold it to me. For the same money, you could have gave the same case and said, it's your field, and you sold it to me. So, Kav's mm-hmm. government says, He tells his friend directly, This field belonged to you. And I, I took it from you. So why what, 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 what could you give uh, a, a simple case? Look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. Which is always why you're believing him. is because there was no claim against him. Which means he's coming along himself and offering... The information, which means no animal was slaughtered, that he's coming along and claiming oh somebody's coming along and claiming that oh you slaughtered my uh my sword. Nobody claimed anything from him, which means he's just coming along and offering information. Which means what's the difference? No, the whole seven wise believed this because no he he, he didn't uh, he wasn't claimed. So therefore if it wasn't claimed, just like he's saying it was your father's field, could say the same thing by the guy's field himself. So says, uh, sefa," because after we want the end of the Mishnah. What was the last part of the Mishnah? If let's say witnesses came along and said that the field belonged to the father, correct? And he comes along and says, "I took it from him." Eno ne'eman. Now, in that case over there, what does it say? They, you don't have a pesha sara pesha because their witnesses are coming along to say it belongs to the other guy. And now he's coming along and saying, yeah, but uh, he sold it to me. Then you don't have an Emanut. Because they have witnesses that clearly say it belongs to the other guy. And the Gemara is going to say that this case of the Sefer only makes sense if you say it was talking about his father. But it's not going to make sense if it's talking about the guy himself. This last case with the witnesses only makes sense with the father. Why? the Gemara says, What's the case What's the case where you have witnesses and uh, this whole business? hazaka. Okay, let's discuss the laws of hazaka. Shene hazaka are the years of hazaka. A guy's living on a field, let's say, right? The law is like this. If he lives on a field for three years and nobody comes and makes a maha'ah, nobody comes along and rebukes, the law is he's allowed to take his star and throw it away. Mm-hmm. Guy doesn't have to hold the star, a deed, for his whole life. How long is he going to hold the deed? Once already, three years passed and nobody said okay. anything, nobody claimed and said, Hey, that's my field, you're on my field. After three years, hazakah, take the star, throw it away. Now a guy comes over and says, Hey, that's my field. Metin's not going to tell the guy who's on the field, produce a star. He can say, Listen, I had the star for three years. I no one said anything. That guy wants to come after three years. we will see you later. That's already hazakah. So therefore, what's the case of the Mishnah when the deem came? If the guy was on the field for three years already, what do I care if Hadim came? If nobody represented anything within three years, then he meant had nothing. So that cannot be the case. Why isn't he believed? Because normally after three years, the guy that's on the field is believed. And if it wasn't three years, we're not up yet. Let's say if it's two years, so Paschuti is not believed. So therefore, which means, I don't need the Mishnah to come and tell me that a guy's on the field only for two years, and now somebody comes along and makes a maha'ah and says, Hey, that's my field. Wait, of course we're going to tell the guy to produce a you Because you we know you have to hold the star for three years. So that cannot be the case of the Mishnah. that's obvious. I don't need the Mishnah to come and tell me that if witnesses come along and say within the uh, two years of uh, hazaka that uh, we don't believe. Him. Of course you don't believe. Him. So what's the case of the Mishnah where the Mishnah says, where well, there's witnesses, you don't believe him. If there's three years, you do believe him. If there's no three years, peshut, you don't believe him. So what's the case of the Mishnah? The so Gemara says, <laughs> Oh, So, oh, so that's so, so, so. The Gemara says that's why you can't give the case of a regular guy, because they give me the case of a regular guy. It's pasht. The guy goes to his friend. Hey, listen, uh, you know, you, you sold me the field, and uh, and uh, you, you owned the field, and you sold it to me. Uh, in that case, the iman. Oh, but the sefar is not going to make sense, because if let's say witnesses come along and say, "What that field owned to that guy?" So the says, if that's the case, what do you mean? Of course he's not the Nehman. If he was on the field for three years, it's his. If he was on the field for three years, uh, the other guy's claim is a claim. So if you're learning the case talking about going straight to a guy, it's not going to make sense. So the says, what do you mean? It's not going to make just as much sense if you go to the father. It's the same claim. So what? Does it make any sense better now? You're going to the father. Your father sold me the field... Uh, it's sold me the field. So the Kabbalah said, well, if witnesses came along and said, the father uh, sold the field, I'm sorry, if witnesses came along and said, the father owned the field, so then already, not neheman. So it said the same thing by the by the father. Was the Hazakah? Was it not Hazakah? Ida akhlasht nehazaka. If already the guy was on the field for three years, amaylo mehman. Why isn't he believed? V'eidah lo akhlasht nehazakah. And if there was no years of Hazakah yet, b'shitah delo mehman. Which means... The last case, you, you take a language is like this, you know why you had to tell me the case about the father? Because this, case of the I'dim only makes sense by the father. So why does it only make sense by the father? It doesn't make sense either by the father. If the, if, if the guy was sitting on the field for three years, it's his. He is believed. And if there was no three years, so he's not believed. Just like it doesn't make sense to say the case by a regular guy, it's Pashut, so it's Pashut also by the father. So the Kippurah says no. I'll tell you, there's a by the father case. By the father case, you can create a hindush. I'll tell you, there was Hazakah. You know what was, Hazakah? The father on the field, right? Okay, then what? He's claiming, uh, witnesses come along and say, we're telling you the father on the field. Now, this guy really had a Hazakah. Two years of the father's life, he was living on this sphere, nobody said anything. Then the father died, and he had another additional year of nobody saying anything in the life of the son. Also now, we analyze. When you say the three years of Hazakah, does it work? Two years of the father, and one year of the <laughs> son. <laughs> so the Gemara says, We're going to follow says, well, the Gemara. She says, That's not considered a... Hazaka, which means you need to have three years of hazakah, let's say, by the father, to be considered a hazaka. But if you have two years by the father, one by the son, it's not Now, what's the logic? By the three years nobody claimed anything. look at Rashid. Well, let's take a regular case. Let's take a case where, let's say, the owner of the field was a katan, Okay? And you're, you're living on that field. We don't say, oh, oh, are three years, he didn't say anything. The, the guy's a katan. The katan doesn't know how to make a the, maha, he doesn't know how to make a, uh, a claim. The Arab who now says even further, even let's say he became a gadol in the interim, the guy's living on the field while the katan became a gadol, which means, the father on the field, right? The father didn't say nothing for two years. The kid was a Katan. All of a sudden, the father, and the kid gets the field. He don't know that it's his field. He does not know that his father on the field. He doesn't know anything. He's a Katan. Does he know now that that field really belongs to his father? He doesn't know anything. When he was a Katan, he saw his father not say anything. So therefore, he assumes now even if he, he inherits different, if he becomes a gadol, the reason why he's not protesting because he, he doesn't know the story. He's a katan. Also, that's the hadush of the mishnah. The reason why I chose the case of the father, because it teaches me hadush in the laws of hazakah. That what? Witnesses come along and say, listen, we're telling you the father owned that field. Oh, uh, well, If the case is talking about whether it was three years hazakah, what do you mean? We don't believe the witness. The, so we believe the guy. Three years is three years. So this is you no, know, you know what the case is talking about? There was three years. But it was two years by the father, one year by the son. And the haduz over there is that's, that's not considered hazakah. We don't consider it. He, he, he can't come along and say, hey, listen, I was living on the field uh, for three years. That's why I don't have to stop. Say, no, 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 no. no. You were only living on the field for two years. I know what do you mean? When the father died, I was living on another, another year, and the, the kid didn't say anything. No, 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 the kid was a Qatan. And even if he came to all after, that, the fact that he didn't uh, say anything, because he, he didn't know about his father's assets, when he was a Qatar, he doesn't know all the uh, real estate with his father owns or not. Therefore, the hadith of you believe the Adin, and then we tell this guy, you want to have this field, you've got to produce a star. He can't come along and say the three-year rule. So that's why you give a case of the father. If you just give a regular case of a guy, hey, you sold me your field, so it's, 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 it's him against him, it's the three years is on the guy himself. That's Pasud. You want to create a Hadush case, where it's the father, so you have two years of the father, one year of the son, to tell me what, like Ravuna, that it's not a Hazaka. So not only questions like this, the Mishnah is teaching me Hunah's law, it's you the opposite. Ravuna's an Amura. Mm-hmm. Is, oh, the Mishnah is teaching me Ravunazdin, Deen Ravuna's amora. What do you mean the Mishnah is teaching us Ravunah's Deen So the governor says The Ravunah Or better Ravunah You're coming to teach us what the Mishnah says Ravunah came along and said There's no Chazakah by a Katan mm-hmm. That's what the Mishnah is telling us is, The other way we're learning the Mishnah That's the point of the Mishnah That the father had it two years The kid had it one year So Ravunah comes along and says You should know the Chazakah of a kid Is not a Chazakah I don't need Ravunah to tell me a dina very befrush mishnah. So ibaytema Ravunah diukad the man itin kamar. Well, it's really not befrush mishnah; it's a Diyuk, which means we're we're learning. It doesn't say anywhere in the mishnah that the father had it for two years and the kid had it for one year. Mm-hmm. Ravunah is deducing it from the case of the mishnah, uh, therefore it's not Ravuna's hadush per se. It's Ravunah was d- applying it from the mishnah ibaytema afilu igdil kama shmalan. The hadush of Ravunah is that what? Yeah, I know from the Mishnah that what, if a father had two years and the kid was not say a katan, then I'm going to say what? No, hazakah. Ravuna adds to the Hadush. Ravuna I'm telling you that even after he became a gadol, since Baruch when he got it, he was a katan, and therefore he doesn't know what the story is that this was really belonged to his father. He doesn't know the details. So therefore the Hadus of Ravuna, even when he became a gadol, the fact that he didn't say anything is not considered a uh, agreement, and therefore it's not considered a... Uh, Good. Now comes the camera and says, so come on. The camera says, The camera says, no, you have no. I still can ask you a question. I'll give you a haddush. Give the case with one guy against another guy. Not with his father. Don't get the father involved. see. If you don't get the father involved, you don't have a haddush. No, I'll give you a haddush. Make the case where a guy goes to his friend, listen, uh, you sold me uh, the field. It was your field, and you sold it to me. And then the last case of the Mishnah will be what? Witnesses came along and said, "Uh, we're telling you, this guy owned it. And the Mishnah is what? That uh, when he owns it, this guy has to produce a uh, star. So we had a question. So anyway, if, that, if that's the case, it's Paschut. If he was living on the field for three years, you don't believe the witnesses. And if he's not living on the field for three years, it's Pashut that you believe the, uh, the witnesses. What's the case? So the governor says, no. The Luke may establish the case like this. Oh. Maybe the hadush is like this. There were three years of Hazakah. Two years, the guy didn't say anything. It was Bifaraf, which means he was in the same town, they were living in the same area. He saw his friend living on the field. He didn't open his mouth for two years. He didn't protest. But what? The third year was Shiloh Bifanaf. The third year, he also didn't say anything, but he wasn't in the same place. Why wasn't he? He ran away. Now why did he run away? He says, If he was running away because his life was on the line, the government was coming after him, they want to kill him. Pshita De Lo for sure we're not going to leave the guy that's on the field. Because when a guy runs away for his life, he wasn't able to make a uh, protest. Which means, could be the guy in the third year wanted to make a protest, but he can't make a protest. What's going to happen? Because when you make a protest, what happens? The news gets back to the city. They say, oh, so-and-so protested. What's going to happen? The government's going to say, oh, this guy's still alive? They're going to come after him. So therefore, if you talk about a guy that ran away in the third year because of the government was trying to kill him, it's v- pursuit that, that you, 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 you can't, you can't uh, tell the guy who's living on the uh, the, the guy living on the t- on the field cannot say hey listening i was on for three years no, that's pursuit eat and if the guy only ran right away because of monetary concerns he ran right away Let's say pe- he owed people money so what? The, 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 the guys who owed the money uh, chased him uh, out of town in that case over there he should have made a half which is let him make a half for the two witnesses where he is because we have a rule that says, they come on Mahaash shlubh have your maha'ah. We have a rule. You don't have to be in the same uh, area to make a maha'ah. You can even make a mahaash shlubh What's the logic? When I make a, when I make a protest, even though I say I'm not, in a, he's in one place, I'm in a different place, right? Mm. I go for the two witnesses. I say, listen, this guy in the back in New York, he's living on my field. I'm telling you that's my field. I'm making a protest. What happens? The witnesses, they tell somebody, and somebody else tells somebody, and all of a sudden the news somehow is going to travel back to the city, listen, this guy is screaming his head off, he says it's his field. So therefore, the gebarah says again, you cannot give me the case of where, where it was his friend, because what's the hadush in that case? Oh, I'll tell you the hadush, the hadush is where what? It was two years in front of him that he didn't protest, and one year when he's not in front of him. So the gebarah says, in the case when he wasn't in front of him, why wasn't he in front of him? Well, one of two options. If he wasn't in front of him because he ran away because of the Malkut was trying to kill him. So you can't hold, on, you hold hold that against him. Of course, he can still have the claim. It's not considered three years. Because why? He wasn't second and the first shot. Which the guy who was on the field should know don't throw away the start away. Don't throw away the star. This guy away, the reason why he's not here is because he can't come back and he can't he can't make a protest because the government's gonna kill him. And if you tell me it's because of Mamoni ran away, on the pursuit, he has to make him a maha. If he didn't make him a maha, it's considered three years. Because you don't need to make him a maha. So therefore, that case would not be Hadusha. So we have to go back to the case of what? The father. And what's of the father's case, where there was three years where there was no protest, but is what? Two years were by the father, no protest, and one year by the son of Hadusha. The one year by the son is not considered acquiesce. I mean, the fact that he didn't say anything is not considered a claim. And therefore, when witnesses come along and say, hey, this field belonged to the father, the guy in the field can not come along and say, hey, listen, it was three years, I threw away the star." Say, no, buddy, it's not three years. It was two years by the father, The one year by the son. It's not considered a uh, a year. And therefore, you should have held the start. You don't have the start. Okay, now you already have a problem. Because witnesses say that the field belonged to somebody else. Now we have one more point. How do you know that a protest can be made? Shalom enough? How do you know that the guy can be in a different area and make a protest, I'll say, for the two witnesses, and it's considered a protest. Maybe you'll argue and say, "Listen, maybe protests are only valid when the guy's uh, in front, or the guy's in the same uh, zone. But if you're somewhere else, maybe the protest uh, is not a protest." Mm-hmm. So the says, because we have the Mishnah. la There are three lands, or three. I'll call them uh, zones. Okay, the the law of Hazakah. Uh, There's three different uh, sections. Okay, the regions. Exactly. Which means, even though it's all Eris Israel, we're going to split Eris Israel into three regions. Yehuda, mm. Ebera Yardin, and Galil. And we're going to consider each region Khutsla to the other region. I mean, we're not going to consider it all Eretz Israel per se. You're going to say, if a guy's in Yehuda, if guy in Galil, that's considered they're in a different uh, country. And if a guy's in Galil and another guy's in ever Yardin, it's considered he's in a... Different country. The what? So the explains. If let's say the original owner was in Yehuda, the original owner, and you have another guy, the second guy, he's making Hazakan the field in Galil. Right. So the first owner is in one region, one uh, territory, and the second guy is in a different territory. Or, it's not considered hazaka, meaning the guy living on the field for three years, that's not a hazaka. He can't come along and say, well, I was on the three years, nobody said anything. For the, for the protest, to be a protest, it's got to be in the same city. And if, when the guy's not in the city, you can't have claims. Meaning, you can't have a claim. I was on the field for three years. So if the guy wasn't in the same region as you, he, no idea. he had no ability to make a maha. Uh, <laughs> so the Gemara says, "Hold, what are we talking? Vavin and ba. Let's analyze. Kasabar. What do you hold? Have you If this tana holds, that you can make a mahaah shelo b'fanav. So then, afidu Bihuda so therefore, even if one is in one place and one's in another place, it should work. Now, the And if you say a maha that's made, not in the same, same place. It's not a maha. What did you have to go from Yehuda to Galil? Even Yehuda, keep, keep it in the same region. And you say, he's in one place of Yehuda, and he's in another place of Yehuda. What did you have to jump from one region? What is this bright to hold? Do you hold that you cannot make that... A maha out of the town. Works of the other works. So therefore even if one guy's in Yudah, one's in Galil, we should say, the guy in Galil can make a maha. Right. If you say it doesn't work, what do you have to say? Two different regions. Keep it in the same region. He's in the east of Yehuda, he's in the west of Yehuda. Since he's not Bifanav, it doesn't work. So the <laughs> So the <give> answers Amar bi ababar leolam kasabar shelo bifanav Have your maha. Oh, you know what? Really I can make a mahaa wherever he is let's analyze it. what's the logic? I can go in front of two people wherever I am and tell listen there's a guy living in a thousand miles away, and you have to know this guy's living on my field that's considered a good mahaa. Why? you know what the logic is? Because course the, the, the news travels mm-hmm. there's always shayarot. what is shayarot? there's always caravans, transportation, people going back from the cities. there's always movement, and therefore, what do we what, what, what are we uh concerned? We're not concerned. We're, we're confident that the news is going to travel back to the town where the guy's living on the field, and he's going to hear what? That there was a maha'ah. Therefore, he's going to say, you know what, I better hold on to the shtar over here. Uh, I better not throw out the shtar over here because this guy's uh, protesting. Oh, so if you hold, you can make a maha'ah, and it is considered a maha'ah. So, what did you say in the bright over here that if the guy's living in Yehuda, It's not a Maha'a when the guy's living in uh, Galil. So the Gavara says, I'm sorry, You know what this Mishnah is talking about? At a time of war. Which means at a time of war, there's no communication between the two regions. Correct? Let's go slow. So therefore, when there's a war, you can't hold the guy responsible to make a maha because the news is not going to travel. So therefore the guy who's living on the field can't come along and say, uh, listen, I, I didn't hear uh, anything in uh, three years, therefore I threw away to star. No, 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 no. In a case where there's war, where there's no communication between the two places over there, this maha'ah is not going to be considered a maha because even if he said, I protest, the protest is not a protest because it doesn't serve its uh, purpose. So your maha is not a maha, but on the same point, this guy who's living on the field cannot claim right tried to start. And therefore, he has no claim that three years passed. Also, the Kabbalah saying, if, which is really normally a normal peacetime when they say it up, it's so your, you can make a maha wherever you are. Guys in the thousand miles away can say for the two witnesses, I protest. But really, you know we're going to say? What? The protest is considered a protest. Uh, and therefore, what? If the three years are up, I'm sorry. It, now let's say um, he takes up the betting. He, he, he comes over and says, "Well, listen, three years were up by the way to start." No, no, no. no. He made a mahah. Where he made a mahah? Where he made a mahah? It wasn't wasn't here. He made a mahah in another place. It counts. The maha'ah. Maha. Oh, so Also, what are you telling me in this case? It's not a mahah. But this case over here, there's no shayarot. So there's no So, so the Gemara's question is, why was there no shayarot? Because it was wartime. So if it was wartime, wouldn't the pick a case just pick, pick, uh, pick two, two wars, pick uh, two, two countries that are at war. You're saying Yehuda Galil is considered two different uh, countries. So Gabra asks, Umayshina na Yehuda dinakat?" So the answers, the Stam Yehuda veGalil kishat herum dame," which means, "Stam Yehuda and Galil, there was even at times of peace, there was no, there was no traveling between these two places over here. So the idea Galil, it's not considered a ma'ah uh, even at times of peace. Therefore. You have one guy is living in the field in Yehuda. No, he's living on the field. It's his field. That's it. We assume it's his field. He's in Yehuda. The original owner is where? In Gadiel. okay, He's screaming, I protest, I protest. It's not a protest, don't mean nothing. Why? Because this protest is never going to reach uh, Yehuda. Because even at peace times, they didn't have exchange between the two places. And therefore, since the protest cannot be a protest, so therefore, he didn't have the ability to protest. Mm-hmm. Therefore, now this guy comes along and says, hey, listen, three years passed, I took my star uh, I in the garbage. Sorry. This guy didn't have the ability to protest, therefore, the clock doesn't start, so to speak. Yeah. Therefore, you, the claim is against you now. <laughs> produce the uh, start. But really, in a normal case, where there's traveling back and forth, he can make a macha'ah. And if he didn't, the clock is if he didn't, the hazakah, hazakah, and if, even if witnesses would come along, after three years and say, listen, if we know the field belonged to that guy. We're going to ask the guy, hey, listen, you were three years, you didn't open your mouth. The guy's going to say, well, I was, uh, I was out of town. So what? Out of town. Well, you should have made a uh, maha. He didn't make a maha. The news would have got back to this guy, he would have heard about it. So the fact you didn't do it, he ripped up the star, it's his, uh, it's his field. And therefore, we gave the case in the Mishnah, where it was the father. Because in the case of the father, you have the hindush of the quasi-hazakaf, two years by the father, one when you buy the son, Baruch al-Lah